Hello everyone, welcome back. This is our second season of The Background of the Top, your favorite podcast around leadership in Latin America and also here in the United States. Uh, my name is John Moreno Escobar. I'm, I'm uh, one of the co-founders and CEOs of this incredible organization that started with Vanessa Osses and now we are five staff members uh, here in Colombia. I mean, in Colombia and here in the United States. So we are extremely, extremely happy that you guys are supporting our project. Uh, today, I have uh, Paisana, another incredible Colombian. Uh, it happens, Erika, that we have a lot of Colombians that are here in the United States that have incredible stories. And you may be one of the uh, top Colombians that we have uh, here with us in our podcast. We're starting our second season and we wanted to start this season with incredible stories, not just around leadership, but also around life, like people who are genuine and they are unique to what they do. So with that, I want to introduce you all to Erika Obando. She is an author, she is an, um, an entrepreneur, and she is also an incredible, incredible professional that has been you know, working, uh, inspiring people through her speeches. So she's also a speaker. So she's a speaker, an author, and a serial entrepreneur. That is the full name uh, as an entrepreneur. So, Erika, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This is actually really exciting. So and I feel I'm honored about the whole top 10. I'm very honored and humbled. <laughs> yeah, no, you are an incredible person. And I know we met not too long ago, but, you know, I have a really good thing when I meet people and is that I try to read their soul. And I did read your soul really easy when you started talking about your, your story in Colombia and how you ended here and how you became that. And we could talk a little bit about that if you want, but how you became that gringa, but you were in Colombia, but you know, that like being in two different worlds uh, and not really belonging to one place. Um, it happens to a lot of us. Uh -huh. That in-betweener, I call it the in-betweener because in -between. you're so Colombian. So, soy paisa hasta, la, hasta morir, ¿cierto? But then it's like, I'm so Americanized. It's like, where do I fall? <laughs> I know. But so this year, uh, as you guys, guys can see, our second season now has the video format. Uh, so you guys are going to be able to actually see our uh, podcast interviewees and, and you're going to get to see us. Uh, Vanessa and I interviewing people. We're not, you know, journalists. We're not professionals on this. We just have a passion for leadership, so we created this project. Um, so before we start, Erica, we'd like to uh, just give you a couple of questions for you to break the ice so people get to know who you are. Um, so uh, I'm going to ask you maybe like four or five questions, and then you could answer whatever it comes to your mind. So this is the idea, is that you're going to have these questions on the spot, and then you come with like, oh, whatever it comes in, all okay. right? Ready? Okay, Ready. So, the, so the first, the first is, what's your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby. Um, well, can can I have two? Yeah, <laughs> you can have two. Go ahead. So my favorite hobby is painting. I love to do artwork. Um, it's my uh, how I find inner peace. You know, when when everything around you is so crazy, I love to to go back into my art because it's it's um, it doesn't have any labels in there, and I love it. But uh, believe it or not, my other hobby is mechanics. <laughs> I love to do, I bought a Jeep Wrangler about seven or eight years ago. And uh, I just said, you know what? Why don't, why won't I learn about mechanics? And I fell in love with it, believe it or not. So <laughs> I, used to, I used to change my own oil and my own tires. I lifted it. Oh, I did wow. a bunch of it. 
uh, you know, people would drive by like, that does not look like the girl that does. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love shocking people. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, Erica, what's uh, your favorite color? Red. Your last book? The last book that you read? Love Does by Bob Goff. Unbelievable book. What was the last time you watched El Chavo El Ocho? El Chavo del Ocho. Oh my God, it was a long time ago. <laughs> But I just recently saw someone that looked like the Doctor Chapatín. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love those. Uh, okay. Uh, next thing, it's a uh, Superman or Batman? Uh, Batman. Batman. Mm -hmm. All right, good. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. <laughs> well, you know, he's not about the limelight, but he still does the good stuff. And right. I think I associate to that. What you said was a movie that changed your mindset when you watched it. I love that question. Dr. Wayne Dyer uh, has a movie that he did called The Shift. And it's exactly what happened to me. It was, it was a life-changing uh, documentary for me. Uh, it's actually available on YouTube. Uh, sadly, he's passed away, but the shift was unbelievable, uh, and I definitely recommend it. It was life-changing to me. Uh, Erica, what will be, and this is the last question, what will be a, one thing that you would love to do that is risky, risking your life or risking something, what will be the biggest thing you will do if you have the ability to not die, <laughs> first of all? <laughs> not, losing, <laughs> right, not losing your wealth or not injuring others. Even though they may be happy at making that happen, you will do that, but imagine that you will not be able to do any of those three things, but you're still going to be able to do one thing that you will love to do as a risk, as a risk, something risky. Um, I actually wanted to do it. I was going to, and then reality hit, and then I realized I couldn't do it yet, but I may still do it. Uh, I wanted to sell everything that I have and put it all in a bank account and obviously give some to my son and go live in a remote country where I can help people in, in a village that know nothing, right? That have nothing, that don't know what, they, what, the, what it is to experience the life that I live. And I'd love to teach them the process of, of understanding, you know, what other, what other worlds are about, but like teaching them, but like go to a village where there's no roads, no nothing, just build it from scratch or help them go through from scratch. Wow. So with that, I think that's the perfect segue to our bulk of the interview <laughs> because we have a really a special person with us today. So um, Erica, as you guys just heard, it's a really passionate person. Um, it's, uh, um, for what I, I have noticed in our interactions, you know, she's a person who likes to give. And I do believe as strongly that when you give to the universe, the universe gives tons back to you. And, and so uh, we are excited to have you here at the podcast. And so we start with, um, this quote you have on your website. If you guys want to visit Erica's website, um, it's ericaobando.com. But you have something really interesting on your main page. And it says, you are not here to leave for your resume. You are here to leave your legacy. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So, look, I, um, I turned 45 this year. I've worked a long time, right? And for a long time, I was focused on building that resume. We all do, right? Because you want the better job. You want the better raise. You want the better life, right? 
and you associate all those things with your resume and how you build it and what jobs you have to create it. But you miss the point. The point is that you're here to leave a legacy. Forget about what you can put on your resume. How are you making a, a, an impact where people are actually saying, wow, she helped me or wow, you know, I am the person that I am because, you know, whether it be me or the next person did made a difference in my life. So at the end of the day, and, I, and you hear this all the time, at the end of the day, you know, the day that someone's at your funeral, they're not going to talk about, well, you know, she works for such and such, you know, company or this corporation. The people that go up to a funeral to talk about your life is going to be the people that says, wow, she helped me when I needed it the most. She was there and made a difference in my life. So that's the difference between what you work for as a resume and what you are actually here to do, which is leave a legacy. You want to have people that remember you for what you did in their lives. What, what did you give to them in their lives rather than, you know, what I showed off with my resume? You know, my resume is like yay long, but who cares? If, you know, what I want somebody to say is, you know, you made a difference in my life. And that's, that to me is what you should be striving for. So, uh, and I love that because I remember when I, when I, uh, when I was dating my wife, now wife, um, I told her, like, I'm not here to leave a regular life. I'm here to leave a legacy. So when I saw that on your website, it was really shocking for me because I find a lot of our young professionals um, just getting lost into this conversation of what has more and who has more than whom. And if I bought a house when I was 20 something, I'm more successful. If I have a better car, I'm more successful. And some, some of that youth that are listening to us uh, through the podcast, those young leaders, that they understand that it's not about that. It's about a legacy. And legacy could be what Erica wants to do which we're going to help her to do, which is selling everything in her house and then go to a village to, 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 to help people to get better and, and thrive. That is incredible. So following up to that, what is the legacy you want to leave? Oh, wow. Um, I guess it's layered. Um, one Let's, of break the down. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. <laughs> the most important legacies for me is I have a son, right? I want to be able to get, you know, all the mistakes, all the triumphs, all of the things that I learned along my way, all of the tools that I collected and literally hand it to him and say, here, now it's your turn to go and leave your impact, right? I want to be able to leave a legacy in him that he can then take and generationally, you know, take it down uh, our, our lineage, right? But as far as like the world and, and what I can do, my legacy, honestly, is just to be able to help one, one person, one person at a time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, my story, and we'll get to that, right? Uh, my book, we'll get to that, is about relating to the next person. I've gone through a lot of things through my life. And, um, and when I walk up on stages to speak about my life, you know, they look at this. They look at the, the, the present Erica. And when I start talking about where I came from and how I got here, it's just, people are like, what? It doesn't even register, but you look okay. You look like right. you're, you look like, right? And, I'm, and my legacy would be to help people get to that, where people look at them and say, wow, you came from that, but then now you're this? Right. That's what I want. I want to be able to help people um, stop accepting the fact that they're supposed to be a victim 
and then get them to a victorious part where they're like, this is me, right? And proud to say, this is me and this is where I came from. So, so let's, so let's get into that um, layer, that piece of your, of your legacy, which is your book um, and, and, and a little bit about your TED Talk, which we'll share when we uh, post this uh, podcast interview in a couple of weeks. Um, tell us who's Erica, why, maybe just funny things about like why your mom called you Erica, because Erica, it's, it's not a really Colombian name, right? Colombian name like John Freddy, like me, right? Like those are like Carolina, like, you know, Claudia, right? Erica, and also the way that she is spelling, right? Because in Colombia, we have this crazy spelling of the names, right? Jonathan with no H and, and, and you know, it's like, it was really funny, but, you know, it's our, it's our, our culture, right? So tell us where Erica came from, like, but from the essence, like your mom, how she decided, I'm going to call this lady. Oh, it was like, okay, Erica was the name. This will tell you about my story. My story is my mom had a, there was a singer called John Freddy in okay. Colombia back in the 80s and the, not in the 80s, in the 60s, 70s, whatever. And, and she decided that she wanted to call me that name. And then she called me John Freddy. But afterwards, I, I think that, you know, the universe is perfect. That this name was an American name. And I ended living here most of my life. And right. John has been like the biggest asset ever because I'm uh, my name is not Carlos and so nobody called me Carlos. Like, no, it's John, 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 you know? Anyway, so Erica, tell us who's Erica, why your name, and, and let's start from there. And then we keep going through your life. So uh, I was told that my name came about because around the time that I was born, there was a very popular soap opera um, novela, right? That in Medellin, that um, that had a very prominent figure, you know, character named Erika. Mm, uh, I ended up inheriting that <laughs> that, uh, that name because of that novela. Uh, so, and it's funny because when I was growing up, my name is spelled with a K, E-R-I-K-A. As you as you pointed out, you know, we we make things a little different. Uh, but when I was growing up, it really used to piss me off. It would get me so mad because all the Erica's here are E-R-I-C-A. <laughs> so somewhere along like third grade, I said, no, I want to be like everybody else. So right. I changed my name. So whenever I was in school, I was like, Erica with a C. <gasps> and then my teachers were like, uh, I'm not even going to bother asking whatever she wants. <laughs> right? But then in high school, when I came into like, owning me and 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 coming into understanding that erica is unique and all that stuff i'm like ah oh, no now i understand why the k so i changed it back. <laughs> so i have to go around saying yeah erica with a k erica yeah. with a k. <laughs> so, so erica well so then you tell us a little bit about the details now because i always like like to ask about the names because the names have history some of some of us don't know and that's important to know at a certain point as we discover ourselves you just said something really powerful which is as I learn about me, right? As I learn who I was. So tell us like after high school. So you, you, were, you were born in Colombia, right? I was born in Colombia. And, and then um, you come here at, at what age? I came here when I was five. Um, and uh, part of my TED Talk and my book is, uh, is retelling the story of how, right? Um, I associate myself to the heart with immigrants because I am an immigrant. Um, even though I'm, uh, uh, you know, I have all my documents and I'm a, uh, um, what do you call it? Ciudadana. Why did I just- a Citizen. <laughs> I was gonna say senior citizen. I'm close to that too. <laughs> you still have like 40 years to become a citizen. 
right. So, so I'm a citizen here. However, I still own the 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 title immigrant because that's what I am. That's what I was. That's how I came to this country. So I came here, and not to give too much away, but I came here. Um, I was smuggled into this country when I was five years old, and so I grew up here. And again, through my story, both in my TED and my speaking, and and in my book. I share the the struggles it was to get here, to be deported, to come back, to try to figure out how all this works. Um, and 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 here I was. And as far as like finding myself when in high school, I I've lived on my own since I was 14. Aside from being an immigrant and the struggles that come with being an immigrant, I also had a lot of familial issues at home. Um, I came from a lot of trauma and things like that. So. I moved out when I was 14 on my own. And so from 14 to when I graduated high school, I had to grow up like that and figure out who Erica was like that because it wasn't like I had mommy and daddy to, to go back to. It was more like, oh my God, I've got to pay rent. <laughs> I've got to figure this out. So my life, my adult life and figuring out what most people figure out when they're in their 20s and 30s I had to figure out when I was in my, my 14, 15, 16 years old. Wow, that's crazy. And so then you come, we're not gonna give away all your book and your TED Talk. We want <laughs> people to go see it and to right. buy your book. Um, but so then after that, you, 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 know, you graduate from high school, um, you go through the whole system, and then you graduate from high school, and then what? How, how, you, how you put all these pieces together when it comes into like, high school dreamer, like I want to eat the world. And then you get into like the real world and you're like, Oh, what school did you went to? What do you did after high school? What was your, your mindset at that point? Um, well, because I graduated high school when I was 19. Um, I, uh, I, I had already lived an adult life. So my goal set was to graduate high school and then go to a full-time job. I didn't have, I mean, in my yearbook, I have, I want to be an interior designer, but it wasn't something that I was going to put into effect immediately out of, after high school, like everybody else does. It was kind of like, let me just put it on there as a reminder later on in life after I pay my bills. <laughs> um, so I graduated, I literally graduated in June, high school, and I got married in August, right after my 19th birthday. Wow. Um, and so I had that adult life to live in, and, and, and I had my son when I was 23. So a lot of those dreams that I had or I wanted never even came to, to be on my plate until later on in life. Uh, I ended up going back to college for interior design um, in my 30s, in my early 30s. And, um, and it was something that I, I knew I had to come back to for, for Erica, right? Nobody else. I, I did the wife and I did the mom and I did the employee, but there comes a time where you have to stop and you're like, okay, where's Erica in all this? Or where is, you know, John in all this? Like, you got to stop your trails and say, wait a second, wh where is, where am I in all this? Because if you're not up here with your family, with your husband, with your whatever, and you're down here, it, there's, they're always going to be missing a part of who you are. So you've got to bring yourself up. So I went back to college and I got my degree in interior design when I was in my thirties. That's incredible. So um, what you will said, it would stop there. You graduated from college, but what you will said to young people now from that experience, because that experience that you had from like, 
you know, and again, we're not going to give away the book and the TED Talk, but the, the, the struggles, let's call it the roadblocks that you experienced that were really serious. I mean, sometimes our young adults don't understand, like, oh, I don't have, I tell my son, like, oh, I don't have a marker to paint because right. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I used to get bored. I used to get bored and play with dirt, right? <laughs> what I used to do. You know, I used to get boring, you know, like, sacar el paso del piso. Like, I don't know. There was something else to do. Now this society just given us, like, so many things that people need to be connected to something. So besides that, sorry, I went into a tangent there. It's what is your message to our young leaders in the Americas, in the United States, when it comes into facing struggles? How you get up from that? How you get up from... You know, I'm an immigrant. I came here this way and share it to the world and empower others. So uh, I'll, I'll say two things. The first is about playing with dirt. Uh, when my son was growing up, he did the same thing. He was like six or seven years old and he's like moping around the house. I'm like, ¿Qué le pasa? Oh, estoy aburrido. I was like, oh yeah? Okay, I need you to go outside. So he used to get punished by going outside. And he's like, I don't want to go outside. I'm like, go outside. You can't come back for two hours. Find a friend. If you can't find a friend, find a stick and some dirt and figure it out. <laughs> but you better come back inside with a story because oh, two hours afuera. And yes. it's funny because then he learned how to do it. And I would close the door. I mean, obviously through the people. I'm like, at the same time, it taught him figure it out. I'm not here to give you all the answers and you know, I'll help you along the way, but I'm not here to give you the answers. You've got to tap into yourself and figure it out. Um, and as far as like the message, I'm so glad you asked that because it's one of my, um, one of my missions. Uh, I focus my efforts speaking and in telling my story and helping and advocating. I help women, right? I, I have a very big passion for women empowerment. But um, equally as important for me is um, youth enrichment, right? Some, some parents nowadays are so caught up in poor jobs and, and, and making sure we're, we're keeping up with the status quo and, you know, and all that, that we forget our kids are watching. Our kids need us with it, need to give them instruction. And so my collaboration to that, my, my little montoncito que le regalo a, a los jóvenes, is eso, like, do not look at challenges as a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. Throughout my entire life, oh my God, if I looked at all of that as why is this happening to me, then I'm, I would have not been anywhere near where I am today, right? But I looked at them at one point, I had to switch my mentality and say, this is happening to me or, or for me, I'm sorry. Right? It's un regalo. So, so you know, and I don't know if we can switch back and forth. With, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. Yeah. Si uno ve la, la, las, las, las cosas que le pasan a uno como una oportunidad de, cre de crecer, de aprender, en vez de decir, ah, mira que se me dañó el carro, ¿no? Why don't you look at it like, well, you know what? Nunca había aprendido cómo, cómo funciona esto. Let me look for it, right? Let me go on YouTube. Let me ask the mechanic. Let me ask my friend, my husband, my wife or whatever, right? right? How do we figure this out? So instead of looking at it like, oh, this is happening to me, why don't you just look at it like, bueno, maybe the universe is sending me something new to learn. Maybe I needed to learn this to figure out how to move to the next step. And if most people looked at their troubles, at their hardships, at their hard times like that, 
then we wouldn't have so many depression. We wouldn't have so many people saying, ay, pobrecito de mí, pero es que mire lo que me pasa. And you talk to la tía Maruja, right? And she's like, ay, no, es que vea lo que me pasó. Que es que, right? No, tía, levántese, levántese right. que you woke up this morning and you're, you have health and, and you've got to focus on the good stuff in your life, including the things that you call bad. ¿Entiendes? Right. Right. I love it. I love it. I completely agree. Uh, I think that we all as immigrants, we came into a moment in which um, we just looked at the floor and said that we have to pick up from this. Like we have to pick up from this situation. And, and you know, and, and it is hard. It is hard to, to rest or, 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 or try to find people that could help you on that process. And that's what I think your story is so powerful because, um, you know, and we want to get into that before we go. It's the 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 empowerment of women right i think and i've been saying in all my public speaking in the last four months that i've been involved in the elections is like the, the future is female and we have to embrace it and we have to make sure that we help our our, our little girls the niñas and and the niños but especially the girls that uh, you know are seeing so many dysfunction out there so um we are we are in a pivotal moment in history in which i believe hundred percent that our future is female and and so with that I wanted to also move into that piece which is you know you're saying so like perfectly that we have to get up from that and we have to move on that we have to understand that those struggles coming to our lives for a reason that we have to understand why these moments are coming into us into right. our lives uh, how so after you graduating from college and you know starting now in a, a career let's, let's Let's finish that story by telling us that after that, what happened with Erica as a, as, a, as a woman? So 30 years, so that's 18 years ago. So what happened after that? What happened as a mom, uh, as an entrepreneur, as a speaker? You know, what happened after you graduated from, from college? Um, what happened after I graduated is that I worked as an interior designer for a year and realized it wasn't for me. <laughs> Can you imagine waiting all my life, get to my 30s and become an interior designer and realize I'm like, oh, wait, this is this is not what I thought it was. Right. It was OK. Again, it was OK to realize, OK, I have a degree that that I know. I mean, if I wanted to get back into that space, I can. So there's an option. But the fact is that it wasn't me. Something was inside of me that was calling that was bigger than being an interior design that it was more powerful than just designing homes for people. I realized that I had a voice. You know, what happened to me um, about, I think it was like five years after I, uh, five or eight years after I graduated from interior design, and I, I did work for it in a few years, but I realized that my story and what I can do with it had a lot more to leave me and leave others than my interior design. Um, I had a friend of mine, Maria Cristina, that she's like, hey, I have a group that, um, of women that would, would need to hear your story. And I'm like, I know, I'm like, que, que pena, because it's really rough, it's a really rough story to tell, and I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna take it. And um, she pushed me and I went. So I go and I tell my story. And one of the things that was the most powerful was, not only did they take something away from it, but they gave me something. Uh, what they took away is that afterwards they all lined up and came and some of them were like, 
I can relate to your story. I went through the same thing or I, I had the same thing happen to me. And oh my God, you just gave me hope. Other people just came up to me and they were hugging me and crying. And I was mm-hmm. crying with them because th- that was a lot more said than, you know, than everything else. And, but what they gave me that day was they gave me my voice. They made me understand that just simply relating to other people and their problems and, and showing them that you can come up on the other side a better person um, was my mission, was my career, was what I had to do with my life. And, you know, I, I work in marketing. I worked in front of the TV, behind, behind the scenes of TV, but this is my direction. I finally found my calling to help other people through their situations because if, if there's nothing better to help a person than by showing them by example. And, um, and God gave me the gift to teach me a lot of examples. <laughs> Turn around and say, "Here, this is this is how you navigate this problem by looking at it this way." So that's that's kind of leads me up to where I am today. Right. So, Erica, we 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 need to wrap up, but um, and it has been an incredible conversation. By the way, I I get to meet to meet you more, and 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 I think every time we talk, we kind of like I learn more from your passion to help others and your passion to really inspire others, which is something that not everyone does. Um, but let's, let's finish with, so you got all these experiences, you got all these examples that life gave you, um, and now you decide to write a book. So uh, how's that, uh, you know, in, in two minutes, can you tell us that process of like, when did you decide, my God, I have to put this into a book? And how's, how's the process going? And I know your book is coming up soon. So tell us a little bit about that. And, and then we wrap it up. Sure. So um, when I did my TED Talk, uh, they called me. I, I actually always wanted to do one. I never got around to, to applying. But, you know, the, the universe is funny how it works, right? So they called me and they said, hey, we heard about your story. We want you to be on TED, TEDx. So when I shared it, they were like, and by the way, you've got 20 minutes to tell us your entire story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I had to cut out a lot of details that were really important. And well, when I did my TEDx talk, a lot of people reached out to me and said, I would love to know more. And what happened here? And oh, my God, what was this about? And mm-hmm. so uh, the idea of writing the book to tell the whole story came about. And so uh, the book is called Without a Voice. And it's a woman's journey to resiliency, uh, which ironically, when I grew up and on all the things that were happening to me, I was robbed of my voice. I never had a, an, the ability to voice out my opinion, to voice out whether I wanted to go through these experiences or not. And then I grew up and realized that um, I did have a voice. And then now it turned into a speaker to share what those were. It was all, all in the plan, right? Not mm-hmm. having a voice at the beginning to go through those experiences to then turn around and be a speaker and, and an author and an advocate to, uh, to help others. So the book came about that way. It's coming out November 11th and uh, it's, it's a true labor of love because I've, I wrote it myself and um, you know, put it together myself and it should be out next week. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. And uh, we're going to be um, putting the information of the book as, of course, as we share the podcast, but, we have to go because I used to have like an hour interviews in my podcast because, you know, we have my, co- my co-founder. She has maybe shorter, um, shorter interviews and 
And uh, I'm that kind of person that just loves to talk and I could stay with you for two hours and we could have a podcast of like three hours. But then the marketing team, our new marketing team and our new families were like, John, you have to stop. You have to do less than 45 minutes. I would love to keep talking. Maybe we do a, a part two after the book and maybe for our season, our third season of our podcast. But from all of you that had the opportunity to listen and to see Erica Wanda today with us and sensational leader in our community, a person that definitely has a story to tell. We invite you to follow her on her social media, Erika Wando, her website. You can find all the information there, her social media, her about, her book, the information um, that you need in order to get to meet her more and know her more. Um, and we are extremely grateful, Erika, to have you today here with us. Uh, you are an inspiration for all the Colombian Americans that live in the United States, but also for all the Latinas and Latinos that live in the United States. And we look forward to read your book. And if you didn't watch her TED Talk, it's going to be also shared on our platforms when this uh, interview comes out. Uh, and again, thank you, Erica. You want to say the last, you, you get the last words and the invitation to our youth. Go ahead. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I wish I could talk all afternoon with you as well, because this is a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you. And if I can leave it with one advice, it's just really believe in yourself. Anything, anything you put in your mind to do, you can, and you can achieve it. Uh, and the only person that's going to be your cheerleader is yourself, so. Thank you, Erica. And for everyone who listened today, thank you for following the Background of the Top podcast. And we see you in the next one. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We hope that you guys enjoyed. Please make sure that you follow us on Instagram, The Background OTT, on LinkedIn or YouTube, The Background Off The Top. I hope to see you soon and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you.